0: Hey people, this is Aram, and welcome back to God's Fall as we set up Season 4. For the next several episodes, a new character joins the cast and Carlos Luna from the Dungeon Rats finally makes Para a proper PC. I am also happy to announce that the God's Fall World Book is done and PDFs have already been sent out to all of our Kickstarter backers. If you are a backer and have yet to receive your PDF, head over to godsfall.backerkit.com and look up your pledge to confirm your information. For those of you who missed out on the pledge, head over to godsfall.com/worldbook to reserve your copy today. And with that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Hello, my
1: name is Michael. I'm playing Chancellor Gringle, a fifth-level gnomeish scribe.
2: Hello, my name is Joe. I'm playing Lord Haldir Loran, a sixth-level high elf
3: warlock. Hello, my name is Allison. I'm playing Ariska Tane, an eighth level human bard.
4: <laughs> my name is Carlos Luna, and I play the three Jackdaws: Inshova, the fourth level human thief; Castling, the fourth level human
0: ranger; Urkov, the fourth level human fighter. When we last saw Lord Haldir-Loran, he had leapt into the well of Ani with Frini and was transported to the underwater tomb of Sito, the old god of the sea. Zavon had trapped his friend's soul within his body and used the god's power to transport magical water to the city of Ani, powering its magical aqueduct walls. Fryini offered herself as a replacement to Zavon so that he in turn could take Sido's place, freeing him from endless torment. A pact was formed, during which Phryony delivered an ultimatum to Haldir. Forsake your old bonds and declare yourself loyal to Ani, or never walk free from this place again. Haldir agreed, and the source of his power shifted from the outsider god he had known to the new god queen of the five kingdoms.
5: Majesty, what have you done with her majesty?
0: Do the jackdaws know who Gringle is? They know that he is the, the head consort to Phryne. Where's your queen?
5: Stay back! Stay back!
0: Oh, little man, little
5: man, you're going to give us what we want. If that's a jewel encrusted knife, then yes!
1: And I draw my jewel encrusted knife.
0: We draw our swords. All of a sudden, the portal flashes and there's this huge burst of light from it and an explosion of water as how deer is shot out and lands Right next to you on his hands and knees, completely dry.
5: Where is her majesty? What have you done to her majesty?
0: I look around and try to get
2: bearings about what's happening over at the Jackjaws, over at Gringle. Do I feel any different uh, than how I did because I know at this point I've, I've bound myself to Phryony
0: before when there was a heaviness in your power now you feel light you feel calm and at ease and even this weird like happiness just kind of sitting uncomfortably in your chest it's happiness but there's no source of it like there's no memory attached to it there's nothing about you that is triggering this happiness there's nothing about your situation you just feel happy Sounds completely out of character.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's Phryne's Xanax, basically. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Looking around, I stand up, I look at the jackdaws, and then back at Gringle. Phryne's gone. What do you mean, gone? This isn't the place to discuss it. What's going on? How much time has passed? Where are we? Where are the constructs?
5: The constructs stand below. Your guards stand here with their
4: knives before me. So the jackdaws see Hadir. They're completely taken off guard. One of them puts his sword away and kind of like bows down. The other one is just like stunned. And then the third one is kind of looking over at that well to see like what the hell just happened.
0: As she looks over at that well, you can see that the portal is closing and the and the shaft of light is fading. So I look over at the jackdaws and I say, don't just
2: stand there, you idiot. Are we safe?
4: Sir, we're safe. We're safe. I just have this little... And I grab him by, like, the back of his neck. Ah! I was just about to break this fool right now.
5: Release me!
4: Let go of him, you idiot. Let's go of him.
5: I am Chancellor to her most gracious majesty. How dare you?
2: I completely ignore Gringle and his uh, exclamations. Uh, Walk over. I want to see, is the water level lowering? Is there a way out from where we
0: are now? As you walk over to the flooded chamber, you hear uh, a loud scraping noise of stone against stone as floodgates open and you see water pour out the sides into the bay around the palace and the water level drops inside. At the same time, the three golden constructs that are standing around the palace that had stopped when you guys fled into it look up at you, raise a fist place it against their chest, turn around and begin walking away from the palace.
2: So did Haldir at this point, did he know that this was the city uh, or Zavon's rejection of, of Phryne? Is that what this was?
0: You guys have definitely talked about it to the point where I, I yeah, he definitely would have figured that out. So he knows that yeah. the city came after you two. And now it seems like the city is acknowledging you.
1: Or at least acknowledging Phryony's power when she put that crown on her head.
0: Correct.
2: So, uh, silently, I kind of sigh to myself, very relieved that everything that's happened is kind of now justified. And the city has accepted me as Friday's emissary and Friday as Vaughn's replacement. And so maybe now it's time to move to a more suitable place to talk. I know the Jackdaws, my previous patron, they are loyal to that patron as well. Correct. So I look over at the Jackdaws and I say, We're safe. You can
4: leave. Sir, you can leave. You are dismissed. I don't want you. I don't want you in my sight. They all kind of look at each other, and now they kind of don't know what to do. Farnie's gone. A deer technically can give them orders. Like they're there for him. They're actually thinking, why aren't the con- constructs there? I think they would still listen to him though. But they kind of hang back and like collect themselves. Sir, y- yes, sir. Um, wh- where should we go? Queen Farney, she's she's missing in... The well and the constructs, it's just, what happened down there? I'm sorry,
2: that's that's none of your business, what happened down there.
4: The one who was just talking looks over at the gnome and kind of like squints his eyes.
5: However, it is my place to know. You have much to explain, my lord.
4: The guards kind of uh, turn around on their heel, head in the same direction the constructs head it, and the sound that it makes of the three people's footsteps, uh, because they're a, a tight, trio the sound that it makes sounds like one person walking because they walk and step the entire time
2: after the jackdaws leave who's at uh who's actually in the area is it just just you and gringle that's it there's no no guards from the city
0: I mean, a lot of guards got flooded out there are, you can see from the top of this that there are two boats two onion boats that have come up the channel filled with guards and as the constructs are retreating the guards have gotten out six or eight or twelve of these guards with long halbeards all pointed at it in kind of a semicircle. They're retreating backwards with it because they're keeping it at arm's length, but they don't want to engage because they saw it kill a bunch of people. They just want to create a buffer between it and wherever it's going.
2: I look over at, at Gringle, who I imagine is still sputtering and uh, generally upset. You know, I've kind of at this point composed myself from my earlier outburst of she's gone. Maybe that wasn't the best thing to say in the situation. Phryne, by her own volition, chose not to return to the city. She is safe, and she is still protecting it.
5: Safe at the bottom of a well where you drowned her? Usurper! Usurper!
2: Shut up, you fool! I am still a lord. I am still above you. You do not speak to me in that way.
5: I am the voice of her majesty. You are some petty elven lord from some faraway distant land. Do you think the people of Ani will ever accept you as their leader?
2: Have I claimed once to be the leader of Arnie?
5: Why else would you kill her majesty?
2: I have not killed. Gringo, you are understandably upset. Perhaps we should find a place to speak about this.
5: We are speaking now.
2: Do I feel any way, would I know about any powers or any proof that I could have that Franny has, that I've bound myself to
0: Franny? Is there, is there any way that I, I could prove that? Roll an insight. Thirteen. As you're concentrating on Phryne and thinking about Phryne and wondering how you could prove that Phryne is with you, you start to speak and Phryne's voice comes out of you. Chancellor
2: Gringle, my good and my faithful servant, listen to what Haldir has to say. He has not lied to you. And he will not lie to you. I will not permit it.
0: And you see everything shift about him. You see him take on the mannerisms. You see his shoulders fall. You see that look of just pure arrogance wash over his face that Friday always has. That complete confidence she has in herself at all times. And you are absolutely convinced this is the voice of Friday coming out from him.
5: Your Majesty, is it you what happened? where are you?
0: Will you listen to me now? As Haldier says that his entire like he kind of stumbles a, a bit, that was unbelievably draining. So whatever just happened, obviously can only happen for short bursts of time. So uh
2: it it's important uh to me because I imagine most people will assume that I just murdered Phryne. Uh it's important it's important generally to me and my goals that I have
0: Gringle uh, on my side.
1: You'll never leave this castle alive, otherwise.
0: No one's going to listen to you, but if Gring- but if Gringle's backing you, everyone knows exactly how... I mean, Gringle's been at Phryne's side since she was a child. That was over a hundred years ago. Everyone knows Gringle's loyal. If Gringle is saying this happened, then they'll believe him. So I want to uh,
2: tell Gringle exactly what happened. Everything. Up until the point where I... Excluding the part where I try to take the, con- where I try to take the crown and excluding uh, the part where I admit that I was at one point I had a, a, a different patron. Um, so just leading up to you know all, all of that whole thing and then my binding myself to Phryne, um her binding herself to me and kind of an understanding that I am her emissary at this point.
0: As you're telling this story, it's about 10 minutes long, right? So right before, Gringle, right before you answer, as he's telling this this story, you guys notice that guards have now made their way to the palace, and you can hear metal boots slamming up the stone staircase towards the top of the well.
4: While the guards are on their way up, the jackdaws are on their way down, and when they talk to each other, because they're in sync, they sound like a round. They finish each other's sentences. Something
5: isn't right here.
4: Oh, dear. And Gringle? That's all they say. So the jackdaws are on their way out right before the soldiers start making their way up the stairs.
0: There's the palace, this giant tower that's right up against a mountain. And then there is a half moon of perfectly manicured grass and fountains, then a giant hundred foot wide half moon of inner bay, then another half moon of forest separated by walls. And then it's outside to the main city and the canal. They probably know that there's
4: no way they're getting, they're going to be able to like spy on Haldir. They see the guards moving in. So I guess they would try to find where the, what happened to the constructs. At a certain point,
2: I sent a jackdaw into where the constructs came from.
4: Oh, so that's what the trio is doing. They're trying to find that fourth one trying to collect all their members because they
0: don't leave one behind complete silence
4: oh they can do it telepathically
0: they can't speak to each other telepathically but they can sense each other oh okay they know where each other is so even blinded they can fight alongside each other however this one's just gone
4: do they have to go directly to get orders now
0: normally this force just reaches out and tells them what to do oh and there's nothing 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 so far
4: so the trio tries to reach out and find that fourth member, and then they try to reach
0: out, check in for orders. There's a big park, so they kind of run off to the side as the soldiers are coming in, like duck beyond a couple of trees or something. And they all stand facing each other, and they all take their left hand and put it on the shoulder of the person next to them. So now they've formed a triangle, and they bow their heads towards each other, and they focus and they fall into their own minds and they're in this giant pit of darkness but it's not completely dark it's just bright enough to show that it's like you're inside a blob like all the walls and floors they're shifting the ceiling is open nothing but darkness above you and you can hear this voice reverberate all around you where
2: is dear?
4: he's safe he, he told us to leave. Yes, he's told us to leave.
0: Oh. he has broken the covenants. Find him and bring him to me. And in that moment, you see a vision of
4: the frozen north. They all break pose and they're back in their normal minds and they're just all staring at each other.
5: Run, little
1: Gringle hesitates for a moment with all of this new information, but then as he hears the guards rushing upward, he makes the decision to, even in the strangest of times, to obey Her Majesty, even if it doesn't seem like it makes complete sense. Pitter-patters and runs to the uh, edge of the uh, uh, stairs and he yells down to the guards,
5: Guards! Post sentries, immediately, at all doors, all forms of egress and entrance must be guarded.
0: Go ahead and roll a persuasion. Fifteen. The guards stop in their tracks. There's half a dozen of them. They've got swords out.
5: And the five of you, right
0: now, go check on Brevik Make sure
5: that he is still in his cell.
0: They shout orders down to the other agui, guards, agui. and your guard's shouting back and she forth. The three jackdaws outside would see My doors slam shut on the palace and, and a, and a porticolous fall over that. Guards have taken now position outside the gate, and more are starting to sweep outwards. Davai, davai. So they're starting to search the area around the palace, and they're definitely going to find you if you stay where you are. If they saw it, they're in the shadows. They look at each other. They say,
5: What is... A magician's greatest tool. tool, a distracted audience.
4: It sounds like this place is just swarming with bad guys, right? And are the jackdaws and the guards enemies? No, they're not
1: technically enemies, but... But the guards are on high alert, and if they see people wearing, you know, foreign
0: army outfits...
4: Did jackdaws hear the orders?
0: They're shouting as loud as they can so the other guards everywhere can hear the orders. Yes, absolutely.
4: While they're hidden, one of them would yell out, Three guards!
0: Here! Now! Quickly!
4: He wants to lure three guards in and take their clothes.
0: Roll deception. You see... Three guards break off into the woods and start to circle around. Strilliads. Armed with swords and crossbows, pulled the crossbows out and are working through these trees towards where you guys shouted. One of the jackdaws
4: is pretending to be sneaky, but is actually not sneaking at all. The other female and the other one flank the three of them.
0: So the three soldiers buy the ruse right away. They all raise their crossbows. They start to hone in on that one jackdaw, and they're like, halt! And they're all now within 10 feet in a semicircle around this one jackdaw, and the other two are closing in behind. Uh, so in this city, there is a, a council of,
2: not elders necessarily, but you know somebody like Congress that runs things when, when the queen isn't around, or, or who's in charge when the queen's not there.
0: It'd be a little bit gringle as far as the representational voice of the queen. But if the queen's not there, the speaker of Ani happens to be Phryne's mom. So it's going to be a really easy transition of power. You understand the problems this creates.
5: Not if her majesty rem-
2: removes herself
5: from this ridiculous gem.
2: Her majesty cannot or the city will die.
5: Then she must convince her mother somehow.
2: I agree. We need to speak to the speaker of Ani. There cannot be a power vacuum.
5: Not at such a time. We must keep everyone away from the palace. Well, at very least, the throne room.
4: Why do I get the feeling that, like, Gringle
0: is Chancellor Palpatine in this moment?
4: No, that would never work. I could never be
0: the speaker. (laughs) What Gringle has just suggested is technically a coup.
2: If if I understand Gringle correctly, he'd like to be the person that is essentially speaking with the voice of the queen.
1: I, I, I literally am.
2: I understand that in the past, you have been the voice of the Queen in her absence. Now I am literally the voice of the Queen. She speaks through me. If this transition, as you suggest, is to work, it cannot be done alone. Not only you, and not only me.
5: I do not take orders from you, only from Her Majesty. As far as she speaks through you, I will listen, of course, and do as I am bid. But know this foreign voice. No one will ever accept you as lord of this palace.
2: I don't need them to accept me. I need you to accept me.
0: I accept our current situation. They're going to get surprise rounds. So I want both of the jackdaws to, I imagine one's walking up behind one, one's walking up behind the other.
4: Yeah, the three guards are approaching this one, like thinking they're going to get the jump on him. Two are coming from the side like that to flank them. Nice. What they're hoping is, is going to happen is they knock out two of them or they take two of them down, and then the middle one turns left or right to see what the hell's going on. Their third one comes in, so each gets their own man. I gotta try to do this without blood, guys.
1: Yeah, too much blood on the uniform. Yeah. Are uh, their uniforms
2: red? They're white.
0: <laughs> 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 they're like a deep amber. So you get away with a little blood, but a lot of blood's going to be a problem. So they're using the back ends of daggers. They're going for the temples. So first roll for the big guy to hit. Okay, so they both hit. For him, I would like you to roll one die six and add seven. Thirteen. And for her, I would like you to roll one die four and then three die six and add two to that.
4: So two, two four and six. So she starts to go in. The bigger guy, the stronger guy, Ofish guy, he actually beats her to the punch because they both go in at the same time. And he slams the back of his dagger into the guard's temple. And then she comes in just like a little bit faster. I want her to like stab his ear and kill him that way. In, out, real fast. He's just standing there like a chicken with his head off, but not moving. Just like standing there, covering his ear, fucking something severed in his goddamn brain. I want this third guy to die and hit the ground before the second guy dies.
0: Even though that was the back of a dagger, that big guy caved in that guard's skull.
4: I want her to kill that guy so well that he's still standing and sees the other two after he's
0: dead. What does the other person
4: do? Running like
0: full speed
4: to tackle that
0: guy, choke him out rolling a post strength because we're doing a grapple. So roll a di- 20 and add plus two. 14 then. Wham! <laughs> slams into him, knocks him to the ground, and is on top of him beginning to grapple him. And the entire
4: time, that second guy is just like looking at this happen. He's standing dead
0: right now. The woman who took him out, she just kind of walks up, slips the coat off of his body she just smiles and pats him on the cheek and the guy's eyes roll back in his head and he drops dead
4: this one
0: was
5: too
4: strong this one was too soft this one just right
0: As soon as that guy falls, the two of them that are looking past her now notice that a royal barge has come through the canal and has landed on the shore. And off of it are four guards escorting this kind of frail wild elf. You know that this wild elf is part of Haldir's crew because this wild elf was let into Haldir's chambers before. This is the one that Haldir roughed up. And sent him on his way. You believe the the man's name is Vesson. So let's jump back up to Hall Deer and Gringle. You guys would see the barge as well because you're up top and have advantage. So you see the barge unload. Hall Deer, you would definitely recognize Vesson. Gringle wouldn't give a shit about any of this. No, Gringle wouldn't care. It's just more guards and someone. I also
2: don't give a shit about Vesson. So I guess at this point, I'm, I'm ignoring that because there's bigger fish to fry. Fair enough. I understand the need to keep this quiet. Unfortunately, there's no way we could keep Phryne's disappearance completely from her mother and from everybody else on the council.
5: Well, what do you suggest then, sir?
2: I suggest we speak to her mother and we explain, and Freyne explains the situation, but only her mother.
5: The wider the circle grows, the more dangerous it is for all of us.
2: It's going to be dangerous one way or another this will lessen the chance that people will come asking questions. If we can keep the people in power in the know and nobody else, we can limit the exposure. People will ask less questions.
5: As long as they drink the water.
0: I want both you guys to roll up perception. 10. Also 10. Again, no one's trying to be quiet. There are several guards. Conversation going back and forth at the foot. Uh, the guards that have come with Vesson are guards that would have been down at the harbor. The guards at the bottom are saying, "No, no, he can't come in," and they're going back and forth with that. No one's allowed in, but we must get in. We must talk. You know that kind of thing. Who's who's coming after you guys? No one. Gringle can just march out of there whenever he
2: wants. The the issue is if we if we marched out without Freyani, there's going to be issues.
1: I ordered the guards to post sentries and to stand outside the door of the throne room, which means we can go downstairs at any point. The problem is getting from the throne room. Or we could just say, close the doors behind us, and they will assume that Queen Phryony is in the throne room and there's no reason to bother her.
0: Fryini is the kind of leader who would very frequently say, leave me be and clear a room. So the guards would be very accustomed to that. Gringles walked out a hundred times and be like, no one bother her. And they've just snapped too.
5: Very well. We shall speak to her mother. Guards, open the door. Close the doors behind us. Her Majesty wishes to be remained in private.
0: The guards kind of glance over at Haldir for a second and glance at each other, but they do what they're told. The door's close behind you the porticullis lowers over the doors and you guys are now walking there's this large path and semicircle and then there's a bunch of docks in front of you and there are several royal barges stationed at these docks waiting to shuttle people back and forth as you're doing that though you also see Vesson jumping up and down behind guards and like shouting like sir sir no I ignore him so you guys just walk straight through and are you walking onto a barge Uh, where would I assume that
1: the Speaker of Ani might be at any given time? Unless they're in session right now, and if they
0: are, I don't want to go marching into the the Senate. In the middle of the city, if you look at the map, is where all the government is. So it's the middle of the day. If they're not in session, she's going to be in her chambers or attending to whatever, but that's where you know she would be.
1: There's no reason I would ever leave the palace for that. No, I'm sorry, I've learned too much from Phryony. I would send, like... A messenger that her Majesty uh, requests politely requests your attendance in the throne room post
0: haste so they open the doors back up <laughs> as you turn around immediately
5: open the doors never mind, she wants a company
0: uh while, while we're out
2: you might as well send somebody to do then. dance it doesn't look like we just walked out and then I would uh,
1: go to the you know messenger guard
5: God come come to me to me <laughs> dictate.
1: I, did, I write down a little missive, Gringle's uh, royal seal upon it.
2: Uh, and, and I suppose, so it doesn't look so strange for me as well, I'll look over at Vessin and just give him the, the smallest come here with my, uh, with my hand. So let him through.
0: Gringle's not a person of few words, so when he's barking orders, it's very detailed, and he's writing the orders out by hand, so it's taking a second. While that happens, you wave Vesson through just two fingers, the guards part, and he comes running over, and he bows, almost grovels before you. He's like, sir, um, uh, your presence is requested on your ship. Requested by whom? Uh, um, Aris-Ketain? She... She's kind of um taken your ship. Taken? Well, I mean, they just we all kinda of let her. She like we it felt like she belonged there, but now I'm not so sure.
4: This is hard. Yeah, this
2: is interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a lot of moving pieces right now. <laughs> tell her to wait. And I send
0: her send him away. She I she just wanted me to tell you that she she likes the ship very much and if you're not there within an hour, she'll be taking it. Now, can they
2: get out of the harbor?
0: Yeah, they could just leave. I mean, no one's holding the ship there. They have full royal authority. If that ship sets sail. Yeah,
1: uh, Ram, you're figuring about the uh, Qadarian, um blockade. No, I'm not, because
0: oh, they're fog, the fog cutter. cutters. Yeah. The second they go out, they'll, they'll get out the same way they came in.
2: Uh, down at Vess and I say, I said, tell her to wait. And I, I don't kick him necessarily. I guess there's other people around. I send him away. He
0: takes one step towards you. He almost touches you. Sir, she's not kidding. And then he turns and, and like starts to walk away and guards kind of surround him and are clearly basically almost all but carrying him as they escort him back to a barge. Before he turns around, I say, neither am I. The guy looks like, he, I mean, he's being told by two unbelievably powerful people what to, what to do. He was affected <laughs> and he's scared to death, but he nods, but he doesn't look, he doesn't, I mean, he looks like he told you the absolute truth.
2: And then uh, before we go back into the gates, I'd like to uh, talk to Chancellor Gringle and under my breath, ask him as politely as Haldir can, uh, Chancellor Gringle, please, could you... Prevent specifically my fog cutter from leaving the bay before I give explicit permission.
5: Well, I can inform the city guard to send some messages down that way, I suppose.
2: Please do so immediately.
5: Guards, close the ports! All ports to close!
0: Ariska would see guards beginning to mobilize and people coming towards the ship. What do you think Ariska would do in this moment?
3: I think that she would take note. I'm not sure she'd do a whole lot else. Yeah, I I think she feels like she has this situation completely under control.
0: There are soldiers
3: yelling, let down the plank, royal inspection. If the members of the crew are coming looking for instructions, she's telling them Don't let anyone aboard. Those are my orders. Do whatever you have to do. Uh, Oh, but before you kill anyone, just let me know, would you?
0: Guards are up there saying that no, this is royal property. The second you step aboard this ship, you are stepping aboard Ryland. You have no right aboard this vessel. We have sovereignty. And the guards eventually back down. They bark orders and they send someone on horseback, sprinting up alongside the canal towards the pass. If Haldir continues to stall, is there another action you want to take?
3: She's going to go She's going to go fetch him.
0: So you go back into this empty throne room, the door's shut behind you, and it's silent. The throne room is specifically built that when those thick doors are shut, no one can hear what's happening inside that throne room. So it's just the two of you, and the bubbling tear of Sito in the giant glass well above you.
1: We play Canasta and wait for our messages to go through.
2: During the awkward silence that follows in which we do not play Canasta, because I don't think Haldir would
0: be dead playing (laughs) Canasta. I don't even know what that game is. I don't even know how to play it, yeah. Uh, uh, I do love the idea, though, of there being an awkward silence and then Gringle turning to Haldir and going, Canasta?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Also, I'd like to meditate, I suppose, become very introspective and kind of feel out my own emotions and feelings in this new thing inside of me and see if I can
0: work anything out there. Well, there's only one chair in this room. I walk right over to it and sit down.
5: How dare you?
0: Several stone rings, and each one's about a foot tall, and they it's like about 100 feet wide, 80 feet wide, and then 70 feet wide towards the center and rises, and it becomes these steps all the way up to the single stone chair. A good 30 feet up, there is this giant glass tube that descends from the center with the sapphire, which was the heart of Cito, that Zavon ripped out of his chest and placed in here to power the magical well of Ani and its aqueducts. And it's glowing and bubbling, and you can just feel the whole weight of the city upon you as you take your seat. Do I feel anything happening, any sort of phryne in me reacting to the tear, to the city? You close your eyes and you gather yourself inside your mind. You reach out and just for a moment as you reach out, you feel this horrible screaming blackness clawing its way towards you and it's just gone. And you reach out beyond it and you feel yourself brought up through the well. You can feel your body as if it rose off of the ground and floated through the glass, through the water until there's a bright bright light and now you're standing in the throne room in front of friday my queen my servant do you you know what's been occurring she seems distracted there's so much going on around her there's scribes running around everyone seems to be at a more hectic pace like she's having a little bit of trouble controlling everything so as the walls are deteriorating because all around this throne room is basically a stone etching that is a representation of the walls of Ani and parts of it start to fade from the etching of the stones into a flat stone and scribes are running over and re-etching into it and when you walked in it seems like it was a pretty orderly process but right now Phryne is it's taking all of her concentration to keep this going because she's so new at it so she's with you, but she's barely paying attention to you. She seems annoyed by your presence because you're distracting her. Your majesty, with your permission, I take my leave. Fine, just go. And then she waves her hand and you just feel your soul get sucked back into your body and you fling forward and grab the arms of the throne. As Gringle screaming at you, why are you there?
5: Get off of her majesty's throne. All
2: right, I stand up. Is there any, uh, is there any uh, uh, water in the throne room?
0: Water bubbles up from the arm of the throne room in the shape of a glass, and then ice forms around it as the glass. Yeah, I'd like to uh, touch the water, put my hand in the water. And you instantly feel connected to all the water throughout me. You're aware of everything that's currently touching water. You can see every conversation of people who are near water. You can feel your boat.
2: I'd like to find out what's happening on my boat.
0: Think of yourself like about 10 feet above it, looking straight down on it. So 10 feet above where the sails are. So really like 70 feet in the air, looking straight down upon it. You can see ropes thrown out and you can see the ship beginning to move. It moves out towards the main mouth of the canal, and you expect it to go right because the threat was it's going to leave. It swings left, and it's coming up the canal towards the palace. Can I see what's happening actually on it? Can I hear what the people are saying? Is there anybody? You can just see the top of the deck. You're literally just looking down on it. So you can see a couple... Sailors, a couple of your crew running around, you know, opening the sails, uh, getting it into the canal so that the force, the water picks it up and starts carrying it north. But they're basically just doing what someone told them to do. How much control do I have over the water? Can I create small whirlpools or. or... You can just see.
2: So I can just see. No control over the water itself. Yep. Thought I'd try. It was worth a try. Thought I'd try. So the lions. How long were they actually lions while I was down in the uh, in the depths?
0: They can be lions for up to an hour a day. Oh, I've been gone for more than a day. Yeah, you guys rested while you were there. Well, you had the equivalent of a long rest. Oh, I guess that's true. Even though only a second passed here, much more time passed inside Cito's head.
2: I want to take my hand uh, out of the water, come back to myself, and then search my own emotions and see if I can ascertain any powers that I might have any effect that she's had on me outside of my work with the city itself.
0: What are the three jackdaws doing outside?
4: The jackdaws finish putting on their new uniforms. They look up and they, so the jackdaws hear this door, this giant door open.
0: They hear uh, yelling. They, can they see? Uh, Roll a perception to see if any of them heard what Vesson said. Four, seven, eight. So she hears it, or she picks up a couple words. Someone's taken the ship and they requested Haldir's presence on his own ship.
4: Only a wounded dog barks.
0: And then they follow the messenger. I would like you to roll three die, 20. 16, 16, 2. So they start walking out and she takes perfect form, the little guy, perfect form. And the big guy walks out right behind you and he's stumbling a bit. Uniform doesn't quite fit him. He's just a little too big. So it's kind of up at his waist a bit and he feels a little awkward and the armor's just a bit tight. And as you guys pass some soldiers, the first two jackdaws salute them perfectly with the palm out but the third jackdaw, the big guy, salutes like the kadarians do and puts his fist to his chest. Oh. Hoo, hoo, hoo. And I rolled a one. The guards don't notice, and they walk They all walk do that. Right.
4: They do the kadarian salute.
0: <laughs> That's exactly what they do. They just kind of throw the salute right back and like, Hail kadar Hail kadar and they just all have a good laugh out of it, like the guy was making a joke. <laughs> yeah. Is the messenger alone? The messenger is being escorted back to this barge, and this barge has one oarsman in each corner, and they just have to row it into the channel, and then the channel takes over. So there's four very fancily dressed official guards on this barge.
4: Okay, they're not they're they're more official than the uniforms that we have.
0: Oh, their job is just to row people back and forth. If you guys bluff your way on, you could just be form. You know, we were told to escort them, and they just nod. Yeah, that's
4: what. Yeah, that's what they want to do.
0: I would like you to roll a deception.
4: Eight plus nine. So
0: 17.
4: Wow. Okay. By order of the queen, your reinforcements have
0: arrived. And they're like, all right, get on. There's no parade. Asshole, (laughs) get in (laughs) the fucking boat. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And the barge sets off. As you're standing there next to the throne you've you know you've got off it but you haven't even descended the thing yet so you're still just like standing five feet from the throne and you've more or less ignoring a gringle as you mentally go through your abilities and you hold your hand out and your sword appears in your hand but instead of being that crackly orange energy with that negative edge of blackness all around it it's this bright blue blade and water seems to swirl within this energy as it glows in waves. As it shines, it like gives off waves, and as that light hits your body and the floor, it looks like sunlight going through water. All your powers are the same, except she is now the source of them. But all your spells are there, all your abilities are there. So that's all, I don't feel any different except for my sword, and I am some, for some reason
2: happy about nothing in particular, which frustrates me to no end
0: constantly yeah
2: you're angry and happy i'm angry that i'm happy Happy. right now you're
0: <laughs> super <laughs> happy.
2: emotions are weakness I, I wait i stand next to the throne i like to stand to the to the uh to the right of the throne with my uh, my left hand on the throne's arm
0: and you can still feel that as long as you're touching the throne now that you've established the connection you are connected to the water and you can see that your boat is now like a few minutes outside the gate I mean, obviously, they can't get in unless I want them to,
2: uh, or unless we allow them to. Correct. I don't say anything. I stand next to the throne. I'd like to continue to, uh, I guess, introspectively observe my own emotions and feelings. A new power? Plural, I suppose. While we wait for whoever shows up.
0: Allison, as the gates open for the ship and you are now entering the inner bay and you're going to dock and then it's the castle, what is the plan now? Where is, where's that barge? As you can see the palace looming before you you also see a royal barge coming this way. Roll a perception check for me. Critical fail, baby. You notice there's a barge but you're not paying attention. You're too focused on this gorgeous palace rising before you. And then just as the barge is parallel you finally hear west uh, you finally hear a my lady, my lady, my, my la- as you know, they're on different parts of the channel as the barge passes and slides past you.
3: I stand from behind the beautifully carved ornate desk where I've had my feet kicked up. I walk to the cabin door, out onto the deck, and I give orders to the crew to slow down to allow that barge to pull alongside so that uh, Vesson can uh, can join me along with Lord Haldir, I assume.
0: the ship grinds to a halt the guards throw down on ropes they they grab the ropes to halt the barge they all drag it around to the other side and about 20 minutes later the barge is finally pulling up to your ship everything that they thought they were so certain of literally in every
4: category has changed and they want to know they want to know who this third player is
0: i would like them to roll perception 13 19 and 5 the wily guy He's looking at all the other crew because they're all moving around. They're lowering a plank. So he's looking for signs of stress or signs of confusion or perhaps even signs of fear because they've turned traitor. And there's none of that. They are all happy as could be. And these are
4: Haldir's people, right? So these are the Jackdaw's people, too.
0: The jackdaws are completely different. They were sent to Haldir. Haldir's crew is the royal crew from Ryland. You guys are all from Qadar. Oh, okay. So we were like allies
4: that, that were sent to him. Wait, he didn't even know you guys were showing up. He just got a fancy gift. Exactly. Why does Haldir not want this ship here? Why was he barking orders so loudly about this? These people aren't stressed at all about this. They're not afraid of Haldir, basically, is what they're putting together, you know?
0: Are they boarding the ship with Vesson?
4: Yes, because it'd be weird if they were the only three that were just, like, there.
3: Has Ariska noticed that these additional three guards in onion uniforms are boarding the ship?
0: Vesson walks up, and these three guards are walking up behind him.
3: As the three guards are walking up—I've been dying to say this—I reach out with my divinity to those three guards— And see if I can sense anything unusual about them.
0: I would like you to roll perception with advantage.
3: 22.
0: There is some connection. You know that these guards have a connection to some force. It's like you can feel the dimensions ripple and shift around them.
3: Do I have any sense of of their intentions or even sort of the alignment of that power and why they might be there?
0: It feels generally malevolent, but it feels outside of them, so it's you're not and it feels almost like it's masking their thoughts and intentions.
3: Ariska reaches out to those bonds and seeks to disrupt them.
0: Ooh. I would like you to roll a d20 and add your divinity modifier to it. Fifteen. Carlos, roll me three die 20s. I got a nat 20, a 19, and a 13. All three of them at the same time feel their connection shutters, and then it's fine. The big guy and the wily guy, they stumble for a second. They all feel this shatter, and they instantly know that she's been broken out of the loop. For my DMs notes on this podcast and early release for future podcasts, check out our Patreon at patreon.com/godsfall. And if you haven't picked up your Godsfall World Book yet, there is still time. Head over to worldbook.godsfall.com and get your hands on a copy before all the print ones are sold out. You can follow us on Twitter at godsfalldc and at our new podcasting collective at Neon Rivals. And we'll see you next time for more adventures in the Five Kingdoms. This show was produced and edited by Dead Ghost Productions. Find out more about us and all the shows we make at deadghostpro.com.